That would help. Sports? Chris? Really? Us? <laughs> Welcome, Sports everybody. Week. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Candy Corn Cinema. And we have a pick from the man to my right here, Mr. Chris Engel. You picked these two movies, and I'm super glad you did before we get into them. But you tell me why you picked these two movies. Uh, two reasons. Well, three reasons, really. Number one, both of these in their own ways are nostalgic for me. I watched these when I was younger at different points in time, and I really liked them. They kind of stuck with me. They were funny, which is the second reason. Uh, actually, second reason and third reason are kind of together. Being in, uh, in, in quarantine and stuck at home, I miss live sports, and they're kind of going on now, but it's not the same. I miss <laughs> live sports, and I wanted to laugh. And so I thought about it, and these two films fit so well together. They both have similar themes. They're both funny, um, and they're both sports that I adore greatly. Yeah, and I think that I had not seen um, The Replacements coming into this, and I had seen Major League, but Major League was one of those – it's one of those ones, I think I've said it before, where it's like I have the flashes – it's like I've, I've seen this, but not in, a, not in any amount of years that I could actually remember it properly. So it was basically like watching it, watching it anew. And I'm just going to tell you right now, it was a treat for both of these movies. Right now, going, going into it, I, I love both of them. But we usually like to start out with the old movie. So mm-hmm. Major League, Chris, uh, Mr. S- Mr. Uh, hardcore military man, that's how I know him, Tom Berenger. <laughs> so it's kind of weird seeing him in this kind of role here. It's like Sniper and Platoon is how I know him from. And, and seeing him in Major League, it was, a, it was a pretty 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 awesome introduction to him. Yeah, uh, Tom Berenger is Jake Taylor. Uh, is, is really, really good. Um, uh, Major League is, is really a good film in that it's an ensemble film. I think overall, for the most part, there's not one player on the team that really overshadows the others. Mm-hmm. You know, many films today focus on one person, and then, you know, your ensemble around him, which we actually will see more of in The Replacements. Yeah. We'll see you focus on one person and the team around it. Here, Tom Berenger is as close to that as you get, but overall, it doesn't overshadow the other players on, on, on the team. Yeah, the, the only um, which reason is to it this feels film's like credit. the only reason it really feels that way is because they give him what I feel is kind of an unnecessary love story. It just seems like that it was it's what it was needed at the time, right? Like, oh, you have this comedy movie, you need to have, and it feels that way a little bit in the replacements. It's a little bit better in the mm-hmm. replacements. We'll get to that, but like I just feel like, especially here, it's kind of uh, with Renee Russo in her first role. Like it's kind of a little bit, a little wasted, unfortunately. Like it's just like he's a stalker. Like that's the comedy for it. Like we're going, to, guys. We're in the '80s, so this is we're <laughs> we're going to the Cleveland Indians uh, baseball team. Which oh boy, does that not? It didn't hold up back then. It doesn't hold up today. And there's a lot <laughs> of stuff in here. It's like the name itself. You could maybe give a pass. It's the mascot, man. The way they focus on that mascot is just like yeah. I don't know how people thought this was ever okay, especially. Uh, yeah, like, we're in a nowadays. different time. We're in a different time, but um, yeah. So this movie was made uh, uh, partly because uh, David S. Ward, who's the director and writer, uh, David S. Ward is a huge Indians fan, huge Indians fan, um, and he wanted to make a movie 
seriously, a sports movie where his Indians could win because like the movie depicts, the Indians sucked. <laughs> and we didn't see the Indians go into a World Series until uh, a few years ago. Uh, I believe it was against Chicago. I think it was the year Chicago won, I think. <laughs> that was um, a good year. Yeah, I, I believe that's the one. But the point is, they hadn't seen a World Series. So he wanted to make a movie where his Indians could could win it all. you know. And so I, I like that idea. So that's fun. That's fine. Um, and it, it, it you know, you, you take away some of the politically incorrectness that comes out of 80s sports. Um, and y you find it's a charming film. Um, so the plot of this is actually a pretty simple plot. The... Um, <laughs> The new owner of of the uh, Cleveland Indians the, uh, is the widow of of the previous owner, uh, played by Margaret Witten, uh, and she's just she plays this hoity-toity, super rich bitch. She was a showgirl, right? They they mentioned like yeah, right she, was she was a Vegas showgirl, ex showgirl. Well, one of yeah. the, her plan is basically to uh, to tank the team by by getting as little people in there as possible. And there's yep. in in one of one of a great joke at the very beginning. She's handing the lists out of players that she wants, and they're going through the list. It's like this guy's dead. Well, cross him off. <laughs> it's like she doesn't like she knows what she wants out of this team. Yeah. Like she wants. She wants the worst to move team. to Miami. That's her plan is to move to Miami. And if they can have attendance less than eighty or eight hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand yeah. in a season, uh, then the contract with the city will be broken. Uh, legally, and they could she can move, uh, so she gives them no chance. You she know, ups the and coach to the GM. GM. Yeah, right. Yeah, the GM is in on it. He hires this this coach who hasn't done anything for years. He's working. Was it working at a tire shop or an auto shop? Well, yeah, he, it's a tire shop. Yeah, because yeah. they call him up and he's he's working on tires, and he's like, uh, they ask him, "We want you to be uh, the manager of the Indian." Can I get back to you? I got a guy on the other line who wants some white walls. I'll call you back. Yeah. But he's so cool about it. Uh, I really love him. So, but the plot is is it's it's a simple plot. Really, it is. Uh, there's not much else to it. Um, I really want to treat this like a baseball game. So we have to talk about our players because that's where the heart of the team is. That's where the heart of this movie is. So up first, we mentioned him at catcher. Tom Berenger as Jake Taylor. He's the only real one that has any, I, I, I'm not going to say talent, but any like combination of talent and experience. He's yeah. played before. His knees uh, went out uh, and he's had re rehabilitation and then he's playing in the Mexican leagues uh, and he's called up. Um, so he's, he's doing the best that he can. Uh, and he's, he's kind of the heart and the spiritual leader of the team. Yeah, he's the captain. I think uh, the, the coach. The coach looks to him to like kind of try and lead yeah. the team and and get them mm -hmm. into shape. Yep, yep. Uh, and then we meet Roger Dorn. Roger <laughs> Dorn is the dick of the team. Uh, he's only focused. He's an experienced player, but he's kind of a mediocre guy. But he's had some success, uh, and so he's kind of that. Uh, uh, I'm really good. It's all about the face and the money and. I just want to get through this season so I can get my endorsement deals. And he's he, he's the player, but he's also a womanizer, huge womanizer. He's well, married. He loves it. He wants to get out of baseball so he can like and, act and do these endorsement deals. And then in a great shot yeah. later when they're doing an endorsement deal, he's like 
the worst, <laughs> the worst in front of the camera, and it's just like, oh man, stay uh, playing baseball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all bad in front of the camera for that. I know except what you're talking about. Except for uh, the star of this movie, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull him up right now. Well, Wesley Snipes yeah, as Willie Mays Hayes. Like, oh my god. I wish wish Wesley, yeah, Wesley this would is be an, more This comedy. is an early role for Wesley Snipes. He wasn't well known back then. Uh, oh, Roger Dorn, by the way, he's at third. Yeah. Uh, he plays third. Uh, Willie Mays, he's outfield. His thing, so his name is Willie Mays Hayes. If you know anything about baseball, Willie Mays is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And Hayes was was extremely fast. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you had a, it's, it's kind of this play name. So Wesley Snipes, uh, in one of the best gags that doesn't get enough laughs, he drives up and you see the front end of a Bentley. <laughs> it looks like a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. And then as the car pulls in, the rest of it is a VW Bug. It's security. <laughs> I love that. It's just it encapsulates well, what he, all of he's these a walk on. He he doesn't belong there. He nobody yeah. knows who he is. He just decides he's gonna yep. show up at spring training. They try to kick him out, and then when they they accidentally wake him up, firing off starter guns for 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 drills, and he just beats everybody in his pajamas. Yep. And he's like, "Okay, we'll put him on the team. Is, Why yeah, not?" <laughs> Put that man in, yeah, he's, uh, uh, coach, uh, 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 manager says put that man in, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, his thing, each of these guys has something. Uh, you know, Jake Taylor's is his knees. Uh, you know, uh, a Roger Dorn's a dick. That's what he's got. By the way, Roger Dorn, that's it. You want to know anything else about him? He's just a dick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Willie Mays, his thing is that he is super fast. But he cannot hit a grounder to save his life. No, he, he can't pop out. things up. He can't hit out. Like, he needs to hit the it, ground. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he, the thing is he pops up. He yeah. pops up all the time. Uh, and so, so yeah, he actually, it's funny. Um, during, the, during the spring trading montage, uh, Coach told him, every time you pop one up, I want you to give me 20 push-ups. <laughs> so middle of spring trading, he pops one up. He's like, hold on. First and he gets game, down, he gets yeah, he starts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he again, his thing is he is very fast. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else do we have on our Dennis Haysbert? We gotta uh, call it Dennis Haysbert because he's like nearly unrecognizable to me. Like I, I love yeah. the unit. I loved watching the unit with like my dad. Like that that show was awesome. He's in so much cool shit, and it's like he's almost unrecognizable in this movie. But he's so yeah. Serrano, good. Serrano. So he plays Pedro Serrano, who is a Cuban uh, refugee. He came escaped Cuba to play baseball. That's all he does. Um, and he is a strong hitter against the fastball, but cannot hit a slider or a curve. Cannot do it. Uh, so that that's his thing. He's a powerful hitter, but he also practices voodoo, mm -hmm. uh, which counters um, one of our other. Which oh god, which one is it? It's uh, it is out of Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea, I, I, Chelsea Ross. Chelsea I'm Ross. Chelsea Ross. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Chelsea he's, Ross. He's a great character actor. You've seen him in a lot of things, and he's looked fifty for thirty years. Like his, he's, he's, he's a, old in this movie. He's like an old pitcher plays, in this movie. Yeah, he plays the starting pitcher, but he's a god fearing man, and so that <laughs> kind of counters each other. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he learns eventually, uh, though. He there's there's a there's a there's a running gag where. where 
<laughs> where it's like, where Dennis Haysbert warns him, it's like, you don't, you don't drink his rum. You don't drink, don't drink Joku's rum. Jobu's, yeah, so Jobu's he, rum. He has this little troll doll with a cigar in its mouth, and he calls it Jobu. Uh, and he, he kind of prays to Jobu for good juju. Gives offerings and, and stuff, yeah. Offering of rum. Uh, the final game, he wants to sacrifice a whole chicken. He gets mad. He gets mad. Uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Harris. That's his name. Eddie Harris gets really mad. So he drinks the rum, and he walks out, and he gets knocked in the head with a flying bat. So we've learned you don't mess with Jobu. And then you see him later. He's <laughs> he's practicing in the bullpen, and he's got the the tr- the Jobu statue right at his feet, and, and he's like he's like cooing with it. He's like it's like don't Come hurt on, me. Jobu. I want yeah. to hit the ball, Jobu. Anyway, so yeah, Jobu Jobu's pretty funny. Um, we haven't talked about then, um we haven't talked about probably one of the biggest stars in this movie. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen as Ricky Wildfang Vaughn. He is a relief pitcher. He is a relief pitcher. So Charlie Sheen to me is the in- most interesting behind the scenes story in this film. So Charlie okay. Sheen himself, huge baseball fan and is actually a very competent pitcher. Hmm. Charlie Sheen himself can actually throw uh, about an 89-mile-an-hour fastball. He really can. To work for this film, Charlie Sheen took steroids to get stronger, which for Charlie Sheen is about par for the course. (laughs) As we know now. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but yeah, Charlie Sheen, he's a convict. Uh, He manages to get out of jail, joins the team. Uh, again, he could throw really fast, but he's inaccurate. He's hugely inaccurate. What they find is that he's nearsighted. So they give him glasses, and he starts to do better, a, a lot better. There's there's a gag in uh, this movie that actually goes into the next movie, too, and I noticed it. I noticed it watching the replacements, and it's just like, wow, we, got, we, get, we gave so much leeway to how prisoners looked in the 80s and 90s. Nobody wore sleeves. Fuck sleeves. Yeah. Like, like if you no, they were all torn off. That's it. If you were in prison, you wore a jumpsuit with torn off sleeves. Never, Charlie never Sheen. did you have full sleeves. Charlie Sheen comes out to uh, to to spring training in the beginning of the film, and he's tore off the sleeves to his jersey and isn't wearing a cap. And coach is like, "What do you wear? Just, you know, sleeves and, and a cap out here, son. Remember that next time, okay? Uh, you know, and he throws a hundred mile an hour fastball." You know, it's just like he's he's amazing. He's 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 awesome. Uh, but that's that's his flaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, when his flaw is he can't he has a he has a basically he develops an arch enemy over the over the course of the movie. Against, Roger Dorn. I guess this. <laughs> well, not Dorn. I'm talking his uh, his Yankee, his Yankee. Enemy. Oh, the Yankee. Right. His yeah. like his uh, career enemy more. Right. So when the teams actually start playing baseball, of course, they suck. Uh, the first team they play is the Yankees and he just flops against the Yankees and. Throughout the film, we see that they can't beat the Yankees. It keeps happening that they keep losing to the Yankees. Um, uh, another star to this, not a player, but a funny the, one of the guys with the the guy with the best lines is Bob Euchre as oh. Harry Doyle, the announcer was, for the Indians. I was gonna call it out because he's like, yeah, Bob Euchre is so great in this movie. He's so hilarious. He's the guy that has like he is a baseball announcer's voice. He yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. He's got this. That's what and, I think of guy, when I think of an announcer. 
uh, and the thing at Bob Euchre is that he was a player. He it was a sportscaster. He's retired now, but he was also a comedian and an actor. When so it, the guy had the chops. Well, apparently he got he made, it for he got the role for his Miller Lite commercials, not his sportscasting career. Oh. Like that's why they hired him because <laughs> of his commercials because he was funny in those. Well, it's like throughout the film, he's like you can see him drinking and he's he's he's. I love that. He, like he never lets his color commentator talk. And at one point, he goes like, the guy, the guy goes, yep." And he goes, "That's why you're the best color commentator in the game." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they, they they all play really well off of each other. They're really well as a team. Um, so yeah, the main thing is that they they keep playing uh, and they're sucking and they're barely fifty fifty midway through the season. And, but the thing is, they, they are supposed to be dead last. So the owner keeps taking away things. They take away their hot tub and give them broken hot tubs. He takes away their plane, uh, their jet, and gives them, like, this prop. The old, the old-ass plane uh, from, like, the 30s. Yeah. It's got tape. There, there's a scene where they're just talking, and then the pilot's just <laughs> taping the a propeller. Just like, it's all good. <laughs> and, then, and then the bus, the bus is taken out. And it's one of those old ass 1950s buses yeah. with the bubble top. It's cool looking. Yeah. Though. I like it. It just needs to get restored. <laughs> yeah. A Cleveland Express. Um, yeah. And, and so they've, they've got to go through this. Uh, you know, uh, a coach finds out the truth that uh, what the owner is trying to do. She's trying to, you know, move the team. And so they say, here's the deal. Let's screw the pooch on this one for her. Let's win. We need to win out. If we win out our next, I think he said like 30 games. Something like that, yes. If they won out the basically the rest of the stretch, which, by the way, winning 30 straight games in Major League Baseball is uh, the A's haven't done. The A's did it with or did. I think it was like 22 games. I think it was. Games. I think it was so 31 like out of 65. This is not an easy task to do. I think it was like 31 out of 65. I think that they had 65 games left, and they said if they, they won 31, they could make it to the playoffs. I think that's so, how. It was. The point is, they, they still got to win a lot. That's yeah. the whole point. Half of their games, which but, is a lot. Uh, they keep playing, and and one of the best visual gags is they have a cardboard cutout of her, <laughs> uh, of the owner, and she's all covered up in kind of this leopard thing. And he says, eh, "Coach says every time we win." We'll take off a piece, and underneath she's in a bikini, and you know, they're they're kind of kind of womanizing her a little bit, but she's she's our bad guy, so what do we care? We don't like her. Willie Mays <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes has got a reverse of that too. He's he's got he he said yeah. at the beginning of the season he bought he a, bought a hundred pairs of gloves, hundred pairs of gloves, and throughout throughout the movie you see him see him nailing nailing gloves and nailing gloves to the wall <laughs> as he gets as he gets his steals. Every time he steals a base, he nails the gloves, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. He's a base stealer. Yeah. Uh, every time he does, they, they, he nails them to the wall. Oh man! Like um, I, I gotta, I gotta say this now because I need a Willie Mays. I tweeted this out. I needed a, I need a Willie Mays Hayes in my MLB The Show game because like yeah. none of my fucking players can run to first base before an infield throw. Like anytime, anytime it goes <laughs> to shortstop or second base, they're all fucking out. But Willie Mays Hayes can run to, run to first base with that. I need one of him <laughs> and Rand. Are you playing as Toronto? Is that why? Are you playing as Toronto? Uh, yeah, yeah. I always play as Toronto. <laughs> I can never not. Switch it, man. Switch it, man. It's either Toronto anyway. or New York, so it's like. <laughs> I hate the Yankees. Yankees. I, and like and this, like, I hate the Yankees. I've always hated the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, it's it's worth noting because it's a really good score, actually. Oh, that, yes. that you don't. It plays. A, it's done by James Newton Howard. Oh really? Um, oh, wow. And it's. 
yeah, this this score is very much a very inspirational thing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, this film is a comedy, and it is funny, but it's not always like, here's the joke. It's more like the situation is funny, yeah. uh, and it really is kind of a feel-good comedy. Yeah. It's a, re- know, it's a real sports movie. Other- it's a real sports movie that happens to be funny. Like, it's like... yeah. It's- it's based on a comedic premise, but like it's it's I think it's like the replacements. The replacements is a little more like studio comedy because we're in the two thousands yeah. at that point. But like I think they have the same kind of vibe to them. Oh yeah, but uh, um, so I, I'll cut to the chase. They win it out and they tied the Yankees for first place, and they have to have a one playoff, a one game playoff to decide. Who is the league? Who's the league champion at that point to go into the playoffs? And that's a big deal. Now, to put that in perspective, again, historically, that doesn't happen. It isn't. So it's really rare and really amazing. I never heard of it. So they get in um, seven innings in. Um, uh, our starting pitcher has been pitching for seven innings, which is quite a bit, uh, and he throws a couple home run. You know, throws and gets hit on. Uh, for a couple of home runs. So it yeah, puts two, the Yankees two up. Two runs, yeah. Two runs, yeah. Puts the Yankees up. Uh, and then Vaughn comes in. Now, there's a little subplot with Vaughn that kind of freaks him out. So what happens is after they celebrate their last victory before the playoff, or before the, the, the one-game playoff, uh, the news is, you know, recording them, celebrating, and having a good time and everything. And Roger Dorn's wife <laughs> sees him take a girl through a back door and out oh and she's pissed so she, she dresses up really nice and she goes and finds ricky vaughn who doesn't know who she is and seduces him and sleeps with him and the next morning she tells him who she is <laughs> and he realizes it, it's, it's an oh shit moment and then she goes home and tells her husband and she tells Roger Dorn who she slept with so so now and Va- <laughs> vaughn knows that door knows, and he's freaking out the whole the whole time dur- before the game and during the game, and so he's avoiding Dorn the whole time. Uh, and he, he he tells um I love it. He he tells Jake Taylor this, and Jake's like, "Oh shit! All right, I'll see what I could do. He ain't got shit to do." Because what happens is seventh inning, uh, he gets or well, by actually by the time gosh we get into the ninth, I think. Um, by the time he, he manages yeah. to get him out. Uh, but he gets on the mound, and Roger Dorn is at third. So every time he looks over to third, he's freaking out because Dorn is staring at him. Uh, and then when when he finally uh, um, is asked to you know throw the guy out, you know throw him out, let's get out of this inning. Roger Dorn comes walking over, which normally they could be having a powwow or a communication because there's a guy at third. We don't want him to score. Uh, so he comes in, and, and Charlie Sheen's freaking out. Dorn, Dorn takes the ball from him, and he's like. You know what you're gonna do? What? Strike this, at, you know, Fuck mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, ah, oh, okay. And he does just that. He strikes the guy out, uh, and it's the same guy that he has been hit, been hit off of multiple times. Yeah. He strikes him out Big finally guy. with yeah. three fastballs. Yeah, three fastballs in a row. He strikes him out. Uh, so. He kind of gets that monkey off his back. And then he gets great. sucker punched so, by Dorn. <laughs> yeah, when they win, when they win, Dorn, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And Dorn knocks and clocks him one. And then <laughs> helps him right back up. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we're good. All right, all right, we're good, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it, it comes down to the ninth inning, okay? 
Indians are on, what what happens is uh, Willie Mays Willie Mays manages to bunt again. He he does he does his thing, and he makes it to first. Now this is important because they're they're well, down. It was a, it was a ground uh, pop. I, at it this point, oh no! So let's start with hold on. Serrano first. Hold on, Serrano first. Serrano first. They're down by one run. Okay, remember Serrano can't hit the curve. And uh, he gets two curves to get him, so he's down two strikes. And he looks to the bat, and he goes, fuck you, Juvo. I say, Jovo, fuck you, Juvo. I, I do, do it myself. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he manages to connect with the ball, hits a home run, ties the game. Okay. Then Willie Mays comes up. He manages to bunt, gets to first. Yeah, pop, okay. pops it. In, pops. It was a pop grounder, not a not a bunt. The bunt comes from Jake. Wasn't a bunt? Nope. Oh, oh, okay. Willie Mays Hayes don't bunt. No. I thought it was a bunt. I didn't think so. All right. But, uh, yeah, uh, so Jake Taylor comes in. Jake Taylor comes in, and he has an idea. And he kind of motions over to the coach, and the coach is like, yeah, that just might work. So he takes his his bat, he gets ready, and he does the Babe Ruth, and he calls a shot to piss off the pitcher. It pisses off the pitcher. So pitcher throws, gets a ball, which is really hard on Jake's knees because he's got to get down on his knees real fast. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hurts a little bit. And you think, oh, he's not going to do that again. He gets up, does it, dust himself off, and he points again. So what this is doing is getting the pitcher to throw him exactly what he wants. That's what he wants. Uh, so he manages to throw it. Instead of hitting out, you know, hitting hitting hard, he bunts it. Uh, now, uh, during this during this this process, Willie Mays has already stolen second. Yeah. He did steal second during he, that he's process. He's on the third now. He's on the third. Now. Well, he's on the second because then he 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 ste- he does a double steal. Because at that point, when he when he uh, when he bunts it, he does the double steal. Did he double steal? I thought, uh, which I again, thought... yeah, he double steals. He goes from second to home. Okay. Uh, and that's the other thing is he bunts it. And um, Jake Taylor starts just running. Now, again, bad knees. He is not a runner. Uh, so he's laying it out and just barely gets safe. Well, then they and weren't expecting because they weren't expecting it. They were expecting yeah. it. They were expecting to go into the outfield so that they were probably they were pulled back a little bit and they were expecting to run outward, not run inward. You can even see it on yeah. one of the Yankees face. They're like, oh, shit, it's a bunt. They got to yeah. run inside. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Willie Mays manages to make it around safe to home, wins the game. Indians win the pennant. Uh, Jake Taylor, Rene Russo's in the stands. Uh, 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 she's there. She's not that important. She decides to be with him, but in the end, she's not that important. Yeah. Um, it's a real feel-good, funny thing. These guys together as characters, you know, Charlie Sheen and his wild thing. You know, I love the Charlie whole Sheen bit. Like there's shirts everywhere in in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People love him. And that's another thing too. Is Oops. this film? Yeah, it's Cleveland. Um, ooh, yeah, Reds fans would be mad at you on that one. <laughs> I don't know American uh, geography. Um, Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't know Canadian geography. Fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, th- this film does a really good job of showing Cleveland as a character in itself. Yeah. They really do. They show the people talk about the Indians and all the of them. Like, Cleveland's going to suck. The, uh, the, the, the guys, well, I absolutely love, I don't know where they're from, but the Asian guys, yeah. there are these two guys working in the stadium <laughs> every time this bit happens where they're talking about the Indians and they're talking each other in their language and then in subtitles, uh, and it's always, I think they're shitty. Yeah. Uh, boy, they're shitty. They're still shitty. And even in the end, they're like, 
maybe they're not so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys. It's great. Yeah. But this is what what uh, Cleveland is like. Cleveland loves the Indians, but they're tired of losing. And here's the thing with Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's only real championships have come from LeBron James. So every other sport is dying for uh, uh, whether it's the Browns or, or the Indians. They want a victory. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Browns left, and then they got Browns again. I mean, LeBron um, up and left. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And then came back, gave him a championship, and then and left again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. But the point is that, that the people of Cleveland really make a character of this film. And it really shows the love in the end that Cleveland has. Because, like, unlike other sports films where it's, like, really bad teams don't have attendance, you actually see a lot of people in the stands. That's you do. Enough, yeah. It, yeah. The and last the game better, is full. The last game is oh, full. Yeah. Like, and you know sold the owner's out. pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, it's and if they win, it's it. Yeah, they're yeah. not going anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really does a good job of displaying that as a character. And that's something that we'll get into with Replacements. Replacements doesn't do. Replacements doesn't focus on the town or, you know, yeah. this really is love for someone who is a Cleveland Indians fan. Yeah. Absolutely is. In fact, um, you know, back on, on Charlie Sheen, uh, when the Indians were in the World Series, he reprised his character as Rick Vaughn and through the opening pitch uh, in one of the World Series games. Oh wow! <laughs> in Cleveland, yeah, they walked him out. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, opening pitch is Rick Vaughn, and he's out there, wow and thing. you know, he's wearing the jersey in here. Wow, <laughs> thing! Like, but that's the kind of uh, kind of uh, legacy that this film leaves. Uh, there was an alternative ending to this film I too heard that about no this. one liked. Yeah, I heard about this. Yes. So the I've seen the alternate ending in the DVD, uh, but I don't like it. Alternate ending. Basically, where um, the manager comes in to the owner and, and is like, you know, I, I know what you did and you were wrong. And she was like, no, I was motivating the team. I had to take everything away from them so we would win, which was all part of my plan. And then the film ends. And a lot of fans, a lot of people who saw that didn't like that ending. They hated oh, yeah. it because they want to keep hating her. You hate this woman. Trust me. Well, and it's like she's... it's not really believable either. That's the thing. It's like it's like it's not really like a believable plan. Like she spent the whole movie scowling at them. Like she could have secretly not been <laughs> scowling at them, right? Like she was in a booth. Yeah. Like it could have. She could have told the the secret to somebody and had that secret. If that was. She's real. one of my favorite '80s actresses. Uh, she's in one of my favorite films of all time, The Secret of My Success. With Michael J. Fox, okay. um, and and she kind of plays this kind of character, although she's a lot nicer and better in Secret of My Success. But she she plays this. You you kind of don't want to like her. Yeah. You really don't. She she really holds on to that in this film. Um, you know, it, it, this is a fun film, and this okay. is a definitely a baseball lovers dream this film it, it really shows a lot of the uh kind of the inside and outs and it's it, like i said it's not all about the jokes this is much more about the heart of the team this is about them coming together which is why that ending there are no antics there's no you know it's all the final game is about the game yeah. and i love that and i love it's kind of like rocky in a way too where rocky is serious this is a comedy, but it kind of plays that final game that way. Yeah, and I, I and love I that. love I love movies that sports movies that play the games like that have really exciting, really well played games within them. Like there are some sports movies that like obviously like it's like they've never watched the actual sport. It's like this is this was like watching a really good baseball game. 
and that's always really good. And I'll say the same about the replacements in a minute here, too. Like, those are really good football games and really good football plays that they were able to do in, in that movie, right. and I thought, it, I thought it held up really well. Yeah. So let's talk about the replacements. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go ahead and get to the replacements. Uh, the replacements, which is, it was a uh, 2000 film directed by Howard Deutsch. Um, okay. It's a football film. We need to talk about who this is shot by, though, because holy shit, who is this shot by? This, this is shot by, uh, give me a second, pull up this. Tak Ujimoto. He, he was second unit on Star Wars, for one. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's done, he's done a ton, he did Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he did Pretty in Pink, uh, Silence of the Lambs, anybody? <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, uh, The Sixth Sense, it's like, man, this guy's filmography is insane. And it, it's a great looking, I think this movie looks great. Like the, for, for the 2000s, like the, the, the colors that he yeah. was, still shot on film, you can tell it was shot on film. And it, the colors and, and the, the deep richness of it, I, just, I, I, thought, I thought it was actually like insane looking back at who shot it. I was like, I had to, had to look it up. So this film, um, while Cleveland, obviously Cleveland Indians uh, and, and the Major League is kind of based on reality with a fictional what if, you know, the Indians mm-hmm. actually won, uh, The Replacements is about a professional football league, but it is not the NFL. It's in real teams. I suspect they just couldn't get the rights Well, because that's I'm, pretty expensive. From, from, but, well, from, yeah. my, from my knowledge, like, there hasn't been a lot of football movies with actual NFL in them the nfl is pretty tight with their stuff they don't really like to do stuff they did it with ace ventura can't still can't figure that one out (laughs) that's right miami dolphins yeah yeah i can't figure everything else out for this one but uh yeah okay we'll go with it yeah but they're pretty tight uh, otherwise uh, like i don't i don't recall a lot of a lot of movies have fake professional football leagues compared to the mlb seems to be pretty open with letting people like oh yeah sure We'll, we'll take your film money. <laughs> Do an MLB movie. <laughs> NFL is like, nah, get out of here. So, yeah, we got the we have the be- best choice for what the Washington Redskins should change their name to. We have the Washington Sentinels. <laughs> now, it's funny. It's, it's funny that you mentioned Washington. This is an interesting story. So, though this is a fictional comedy, it was loosely based on a true story that happened. Uh, so... Um, and the man I who was part was of it is in the, the movie, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the 1970s, no, was it not? I, I think it was the 80s, the 80s strike. It was when the, the uh, Washington Redskins actually won the Super Bowl. Hold on. Yeah. See, oh, I, it was 87. I, I yeah, 87 know. NFL strike. 87. So that year was an NFL strike. Okay, so the players wanted more money managers or the owners didn't want to give it so what the uh, owners did is they went out and got replacement players to play the rest of the season washington won the whole shebang that year they won the whole thing as replacement players which is kind of kind of Mm -hmm. what this is based off of in fact the controversy between uh keanu reeves's character uh and uh, the other quarterback um Oh, um, yeah, Brett Cullen. Brett Cullen, yeah. he's, he's a great actor. He played yeah. Thomas Wayne. Eddie Martell. Yeah, uh, Eddie Martell. Eddie Martell. Um, yeah, it is based on the real-life controversy between the, the replacement quarterback who won the Super Bowl and their normal quarterback once the, the, uh, the strike ended. There was a quarter mm-hmm. a controversy who would stay. 
Uh, so, you know, all of these things are kind of brought into this comedy. But, you know, like I said, while, while Major League is about uh, a, a kind of more of a realistic premise that is humorous, yeah. this is about the characters and the jokes. The jokes are there. Yeah. Purely you can see it. Well, they, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's this kind of like, it's almost like a sports heist movie. Like, I'll, I'll liken it to that, because, like, they have this great, like, the character introductions that we get, like, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, we get Gene Hackman, <laughs> we get Gene Hackman to, to start this, is fucking Gene Hackman's great Jimmy in everything, McGinty. right? Jimmy McGinty. McGinty, and he, and he gets, he introduces us with his coaches to, to, like, a fo- folders full of these, these characters, including a very young, very mean, very angry John Favreau. <laughs> if, <laughs> For years, I did not know that was John Favreau. I really didn't. Yeah, it's hard. It's, I, he's like Rudy. He's like Rudy age. This is like a couple years after yeah. that, right? It's like five years after that. Uh, yeah, about five years after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, yeah, John Favreau, he's a, he's a linebacker. He's a SWAT uh, member. He's a cop right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a SWAT cop. He's, a, he's, he's a, a SWAT cop who beats up people. It's like, oh, shit, this movie, god damn it. He is very <laughs> aggressive, this guy. I love it. He's knocking people down left and he's right. Got lots, he's got uh, lots of funny moments in this movie. We'll, we'll get to him eventually. So, uh, like, like, um, uh, like our, our, Lead well, I say lead like uh, Jake Taylor. Uh, Keanu Reeves yeah. is our quarterback. He's the heart of the team. This film focuses more on Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It's much more about him. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is a former All-American quarterback for Ohio State, who they talk about a choking game in the Super Bowl when he was or uh, Sugar Sugar, Sugar Bowl. Bowl. When he was in college. <laughs> Apparently, by the way, everyone in America was watching that game in 1996. Because there is everyone in this film is like, I lost money on you in that Sugar Bowl disaster. Like, were you all really watching well, that game? I, I figure it's it. the equivalent to the Rose Bowl, right? Like, that's kind of what, what it's, it's the it equivalent is, uh, to. The Sugar Bowl is one of the biggest. Oh, is it actually uh, a real bowl? Yeah. Oh. It is a real bowl. It's <laughs> oh, one of the I thought they had made up games. another name. <laughs> no, no. The Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl. These oh, are okay. actual huge bowl games. So, okay. and he's from Ohio State, the yeah. Ohio State, yeah. which is one of the largest at big football programs in the nation. I'm surprised they didn't make uh, him from Utah, though. <laughs> make it, just, like, slightly sly to Johnny Utah. Like, why not? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's... The thing is that he's he's retired. He's living on a houseboat, scraping barnacles off boats for a living. That's Thro- all he's Throwing doing. his old trophy down in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, Orlando Jones too. Uh, Orlando I Jones. I love Orlando Jones. I love, he's he's uh, hilarious. I love him. In, he's Griffin Blinking. Yeah. yeah. Love him in this movie. And <laughs> and Rice Ethan's like I don't know how you say it. I don't know if that's the way you say it, but I'm gonna say it like that. Hilarious. The Welsh. He's bloody Welsh. I love every every time like McGinty I'm, like tells his co- like tells his coach to say it like. Uh, yeah. Why did he? Why did he? He's Reese Ifans. I know I'm saying it wrong too. He's Nigel Gruff. He's a Welsh uh, football player who's also a kicker. A football he's player a who's a football he's player. Our, he's a football player who's a football player. Uh, so soccer. Yeah, he plays soccer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, also he's a pub owner, but he likes to bet on the ponies. Oh, he owns the pub. Uh, oh, okay. I, I must admit, I missed that. Okay. Up. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. It does go a little quick with Kim, unfortunately, and I missed it. I've watched this many times. Yeah. Until the last this last time watching it, I didn't quite pick up on that. Yeah. But yeah, he owns the pub, but he owns these uh these loan sharks money. Um 
and he's doing well, but then the money he gets, he pisses away. And so the guys, and, and this was, it's not explained well in the film. Yes. The that, final game of the yeah. season, he's asked to, uh, to miss the kicks. So that way the Sentinels lose and, you know, they'll get their money back. He won't lose his pubs. Uh, and that'll play into the final game. We'll get into it. Uh, what happens with that? But yeah, he's, he's in a bit of gambling trouble. Uh, other characters we gotta we've gotta point out. Uh, <laughs> we gotta mention Brian Murphy. Um, I wanna I wanna shout him out before everything. Like like the deaf I, football player. Like it was I was just awesome. Like like the Keanu standing up for him, the team standing up for him. Like like it's just like it's so sweet. And it was just like ah football players care. And it's just like the way that they yeah. they accept him and stuff. It's like oh yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, he's our tight end. Yeah. Uh, our running back uh, is played by Troy Winb Winbush. He's an ordained <laughs> minister. He's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's his thing. Yeah, it's all about God with him. And and they don't play a lot of jokes to it, but he's kind of the most serious of it. There's, there's a good really one in the, in the bar fight they have later <laughs> where, where it's like, it's like, I, it's like what, would, what would Jesus do or something like that, right? And then it's like a, like a split a scene like a, a shot later he's he's quoting from the bible and he's like smacking somebody he's quoting ezekiel, so, ezekiel and smacking somebody <laughs> we, we, we have twin guards uh the jackson brothers played by fazy love and michael uh Talaferro, who are who are bodyguards for odb <laughs> but get the call to go play football so they go play football <laughs> and but the thing is that um i think it's i think it's uh michael mm -hmm. uh michael's character always carries a gun with him and his brother's always trying to get him to put away like no no put it down put it down he shoots Back up he shoots point. up the qb's car yeah the old the old he qb's does. car yeah uh, there's one point where they go in uh, uh, he he shot up uh martel's car uh because nice they were Porsche. harassing yeah they were or, oh it's beautiful so yeah uh, so, they're so they're scabs so when when yeah. when johnny utah shows up to the football practice the first time he, uh, what we're gonna refer to him as is johnny utah <laughs> it's gonna be hard not to uh, shane falco shane. okay Sh i'm looking shane. at it now shane falco um when he showed when shane shows up to the to the football practice for the first time they flip his car and they, they tag it with scab and then the second time they do it they they've all bonded as a team and uh and uh michael here <laughs> pulls out his pulls out his handgun and just starts shooting at a at a at Eddie Martel's windshield and and oh, it's crazy oh, oh crazy you call me crazy <laughs> crazy I'm crazy pop 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 it's it's so funny oh there's another one uh, we have to we have to mention um Ace Yo Yonamine as Jumbo Fumiko he's yes. he's so much fun in this movie I really loved him in this movie and there's a little like I love the 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 call out of the the whole like all Asians are the same and, and he's like no. It's like I'm Japanese. I'm Japanese. I'm like, yeah. He's <laughs> like Chinese, Japanese. What's the difference? He's like, you know, they're two different countries, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's good, and I like I like the call out of that, and I, I really like he's he's great in it. He, uh, <laughs> it, one of my favorite scenes is that he's like, okay, if I have to, um, if you have a problem, when do I tell you? Before the huddle. Okay. And then they get in the next huddle, and he's like, I kind of have a problem. And they're like, just relax <laughs> it's just like and then he throws up a bunch of eggs that he'd been eating all morning and then they shuffle <laughs> the huddle over <laughs> and everybody's like i've never seen anything like that before in my life <laughs> and it was just ah. Oh. and the team the team's main people to round out with is michael jace's earl wilkinson uh aka ray smith uh he's the cornerback uh he is he's a the sleeveless one inmate 
He's a, yeah, he's a prison inmate in Maryland. I got to stay from the governor of Maryland to play football for four, for four or five weeks. I love, I love uh, the so conversation. Yeah, it's like, where, where did, where did you play? Uh, Maryland state for two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and there's, there's a bit between him and uh, Orlando Jones uh, where Orlando Jones is, 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 is like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, he's, he's from prison. He, he, he robbed, I can't remember the crime. Oh, it was yeah. like, he robbed that place and he gets mad. He's like, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> robbed. You know what? The way I heard it, my brother didn't even do that. And they're looking at him and he was like, uh, he, they start fighting and he stands up. You know what? I'm going to sit with the deaf guy. <laughs> yeah. And these guys keep going after each other. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, so basically oh and then there's a love interest of course there's yeah, a love cheerleaders interest. i like i yeah <laughs> i like the i like the subplot of her using like the strippers that show up and then like getting the more strippers so that they can distract the team later on yeah. it's like for one joke it's for one joke <laughs> brooke langston, her name is brooke langston she plays annabelle who is the head cheerleader why head cheer why cheerleaders are having tryouts basically three quarters of the way through the season the, makes no sense to me that's what i was thinking it's like wait a sec so they struck two the cheerleader struck two and you you're the only picketer for the cheerleader you're you're the only line crosser for the cheerleaders Fine. don't think about uh, it too hard <laughs> she brings uh, she has uh, auditions for cheerleaders and the rest of them kind of suck they all suck for different reasons remember the the slash them slash them that was one of my down. favorites. I, I was like, oh, it's like, oh, no. Their blood. I love this All girl. <laughs> she's psycho. And I, 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 if she's not on the t on the squad, I don't know who is. You do not tell that woman no. <laughs> but um, uh, these two girls who are uh, exotic dancers come in. Uh, and she asked them, she's like, oh, you're dancers? Uh, oh, that's great. Oh, oh you're a cat? You're a cat. I can't tell you how great this is. No, not cats. Pussycats, you know, the, the club out by the airport? <laughs> Pussycats. <laughs> Great. And she, they said, if you have any other friends, bring them in. Which, uh, in the, I think it's the second game of the yeah. season, uh, the, 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 distract, <laughs> the, distract the other team. The yeah, they use stripper technique to distract the team. And, and you hear the coach, the uh, uh, other coach on the sideline going, they're, 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 she's spanking her ass. Stop them from doing this. And he's trying to do it, and it's just not working. It's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. Um, there is a great scene, although, like, like we're jumping all over a little bit, but there's a great scene where, yeah. where they actually do start to bond, and that's right after the – it's right during and after the bar first fight loss. and into, yeah. into, the, uh, into the prison, yeah, after their first loss. But when so they go to jail for, for a bar brawl. All the, the major guys we've talked about are all in jail together. Um, and they, mind you, they fought together. They kind of fought to defend each other because yeah. Martell and his men came in to, to kind of to, to ram them up. Yeah. Uh, and, and a funny bit. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so our lovely linebacker, played by John Favreau, uh, he has a bad oh. habit of tackling – anything on the field he's including a bull the red he's a bull like yeah, he's a bull. <laughs> he you're not red. in in football practice you're not usually the quarterback will wear a red shirt you don't tackle them to protect them during practice so he's not supposed to but he keeps tackling him and, and he says remember red means stop oh i see what you're doing like there. a traffic okay. light <laughs> yeah and so they get in the bar 
uh, and they're hanging out, and Martell's in a red shirt, and they, they're picking on the tight end, who's, who's deaf. He's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and, and Keanu comes to his defense, and they, they go one step too far, uh, and he yells, yells over to him. He's like, Danny, you remember what I said about red shirts in practice? Forget it. <laughs> oh! And he goes and he tackles him right there, and it starts the ballroom fright, fight. Everyone is fighting except for Orlando Jones, who hides behind the jukebox. <laughs> yeah, uh, he hides behind the jukebox. There's oh, another couple the great, great shots with Danny too, because like Danny, like he, in one in one scene, he. Uh, <laughs> Keanu throws a really good pass or something like that, and Danny just goes and tackles, like, to congratulate him. He tackles him. Like, he wants to tackle him to congratulate him. And it's just... it, it, oh, it's the uh, it's the uh, kicker. Poor Nigel. Every time oh, Nigel yes. makes a Nigel. kick. Sorry, Nigel. He yes, runs on, yeah. yeah, he runs on, on and, and tries to tackle him. So in the second game, when he kicks and he wins the game, <laughs> he starts just chasing him around, and I was like, No! <laughs> Down, boy, down! It's it's so funny. It's like don't I, don't uh, do anything great unless you can handle the congratulations. I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, we gotta note it because they're big in football and they they play the, the commentary in here. Oh yes, uh, John my uh, John Madden, Pat Summerall, who great. Uh, those yeah. of you who don't know, John Madden is a legend in football. Won Super Bowl, uh, won a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, is the namesake of the video game still to this day. They did Madden's a holy a roller game. play like he did. In, in yeah. The, yeah. It, that holy roller play, in, uh, I remember, uh, I don't remember the game, but I remember that play. I've seen it many times. Um, they even mocked that. But Pat Summerall also was his partner for many years in the broadcast booth. Uh, and they, they commentate throughout this film and during the game. So that's it's a very nice touch. Yeah. Really and they're, like and they're, not as, they're not as bombastic as uh, Bob Euchre was in, in Major League, but they do have great, like, they're, they're smoother, right? Like, baseball seems yeah. more, more bombastic, and, and football, it seems, is more kind of like a smooth delivery kind of game in general, like, with, with the commentary, at least with what John Madden and, and, and Pat had set up, right? And it's just these kind of, like, yeah. jabs, right? It's like, it's like a boxing jab. They're just, they're just getting you. They're just, they're just the punching thing you. you gotta, you got to understand with, with broadcasters from that versus the type that are presented in this movie, Bob Euchre in there is with the team all year round. Well, he's he there. He's their he's announcer. He's miserable. Yeah. He is miserable. <laughs> okay. And so there's there's kind of this gruffness, this this grittiness that comes with that, that I'm tired of this, but it's my job. I do what I do. This is what's going on. While Madden and Summerall are like basically like Fox or NBC or they're the big names doing this and they're traveling around. So they're kind of, I, I think, in a way, not jaded like uh, like yeah. Euchre kind of shows. Yeah. So there's a much more of a professionalism that sits in that. Yeah. Uh, so th there's a little bit of a difference, but they do get some things in there. Some John Madden, John Madden <laughs> has some hilarious. of the weirdest things you'll ever say in history, <laughs> and he's the king of obvious. Um, uh, yeah, John Madden is John Madden, but they're 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 the commentary that we get during these games, and it's yeah. kind of important. Uh, one, one point, uh, 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 Reese Ifans, Nigel, he's a smoker. He's smoking on the field, getting ready to kick. And Madden's like, I thought I saw him smoking on the field. Like, like, no, you no, didn't. No, no. <laughs> no I, saw, I saw him with the cigarette and everything. Well, back to the game. <laughs> he's got the cigarettes. He goes out onto the field later on in the, in the movie with, with the cigarettes, smokes it before he throws it away. <laughs> yeah. But there's a great uh, scene. Um, after they do, they have a great dance. They have a great dance and uh, and sing along to uh, Glory Gainers. I, I will survive. survive. 
and it's yep. it's awesome team bonding. But I think the best team bonding, and like I really love like uh, talk about a sports speech. This fear scene, like this, this talking about fear in in the in yes. the locker room thing, like it, it's a great great scene. Like it's like they, they they play it off like oh we're afraid of spiders and stuff like that. We're we're all we're all scared of creepy crawlies and. And it's like it's like, and then the quicksand, right? And it's like everybody's like, yeah, quicksand, like that's yeah. that's good. Like, yeah, I'd be scared to like get sucked in quicksand, and then just no, it's like getting caught in your own mistakes, being 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 worried that yeah. everything you do, no matter how how hard you try, it's still gonna make you fail. And it just seems, and it just yeah. just no matter what you do, you're always sinking. And it's just everybody just stops and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I can I can go back to prison. Like that's that's what's in it for me. Like shit like that, and it's just. They're real fears, and they're real. This starts the real bonding that they're able to do. Yeah. So these replacement players have to win three out of four of their games to make the playoffs. That's that's their premise. So the first game, they don't gel as a team. They don't. And as a result, they lose. It's close. They almost win. But what happens is Shane Falco is still got the monkey on his back from this Ohio State. He doubts himself highly. And he's not a great leader, although he kind of starts to fix that right away. He's still not confident in himself, and it causes the loss. He the calls first, an audible, and he, and he fucks it up, yeah. Yeah, in the, yeah, and it was close. Um, so that's his thing, and we focus on him trying to alleviate that in whatever way he can, and he just isn't getting it. He meets the cheerleader, Annabelle. Annabelle, one, Annabelle has one of the funniest things, too. She's a football expert. She really yep. is. Yep. Loves talking football. Her dad was a football fan. And at uh, one point, she's driving him home in, in the Jeep. <laughs> this is a great and she's talking football, and she's just weaving in and out of traffic <sighs> and doing, like, UEs and just some Craziest. really scary stuff. I've been in, I've been in the car doing, with some of those type of people. She's, <laughs> all she's doing is talking about football the whole time. And you just see Keanu, like, the whole way it's she's hilarious she's a great driver though I'll give her that like she <laughs> she could do all that pretty uh pretty without a without a anxiety yeah. or heartbeat yeah she's um but they start the, the team starts to bring it together he starts to get closer to the cheerleader they eventually do get together which you know fine but like many things the love story is not important nope. here it's kind of brought in just, it, I think, to appease... It needs to be there. Like, it's like somebody saw the yeah. movie and went, why doesn't this sports movie have a have a love story in it somewhere? What about that cheerleader? Make her make her a love interest. Like, like yeah. it's just like, it's it's an unnecessary part of movies that I think is like, it's just shoved into a lot of... And it's, see, it's, it's easy to look at in, in hindsight, right? So they get to the final game of the season. They have won uh, two of the last three, so they have to win the final game for the team to make the playoffs. But we find uh -oh. out two things in, we find out two things in the week. Number one, Martell, the dick quarterback, who's like our Roger Dorn, he's the dick. Yeah. <laughs> he crosses the picket line and is going to rejoin the team early. So uh, the man or the owner wants to go with Martell and is ordering McGinty, who mind you, one of McGinty's uh, His uh provisions yeah. that feels total control of the team. Uh, but the owner says, no, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You, this is what's going to happen. And so he brings him in, and then Shane obviously is off the team. He, he, they have to have to do the switch. They have to do what they got to do. So um, he's the quarterback now, uh, and he doesn't gel with the team. 
because it's all about him. He is He's a, a four-time All-American. He's won two Super Bowl rings. I hate this man. He's uh, so he's good at jerk. playing a dick. Uh, he's, like, he's a great dick um, with Dick Thomas Wayne, too. We yeah. find out that the strike is going to end after the game. Yeah. The strike will officially end, which means all of these replacement players will lose their job. So now they're basically th – this is the last of their career for so many of them, most of them. This is it. Uh, and they have a terrible first half thanks to the quarterback. He's just – they're not gelling. He, it's not working. He's – I honestly, he's so out of practice. He fucking whiffed one over yeah. the top. That wasn't that wasn't them not gelling. Yeah. That was that guy being a shitty quarterback. Like, holy crap. He doesn't crap. want to communicate with his, yeah. with his teammates. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then um, one of the things he said to Shane Falco is that he's the heart of the team. He's yeah. a, the heart. Um, and Falco, uh, while watching as they go into halftime, Falco doesn't live too far from the stadium, luckily. Yeah. Uh, which very convenient. Lives on a boat. Uh, very convenient. Um, but uh, he he's talking to. They say, Coach, what do you need in order to win in the second half? Heart. And she's like, like <laughs> I love this reporter. This reporter is the most hilarious person. She goes like, What is that? What is heart? <laughs> like, like she's her mind has just been exploded by this of uh, like this what is this idea of having a heart or having heart as like not a not a noun just in <laughs> just the way she reacted to it it's so unintentionally funny but i i picked up on it she's just like she's so sincere in asking him like what do you mean by what it, by you need heart like like you can't infer that at all <laughs> So um, he, he comes back into the locker room, and as a team, they physically remove Martell, which is, I love it, and he suits up and goes out, uh, and they work to, you know, bring everybody together again. And they, they re-gel as a team. They really yeah. do. Uh, and it comes down to basically one final play. It always does. It comes down to the play, and he says, "I want the ball." Well, uh, well, first, first we have the uh, the uh, the culmination of the the Rice Ethan's um, uh, storyline, right? With, oh uh, yeah, with yeah. He, oh, he, right. It comes down to a field goal. What it comes down to is a, it could that's come right. down to this the field goal. And so he pulls he, he pulls Shane Falco, and he goes, "I'm sorry, but I have to tell you this now. It's like I fucked up. Like I owe these guys money, and I if, need to throw this game." And, yep. so, and so Shane, in a split, split second, decides to yank it and basically audible into a, into a fake field goal. Which, by the way, I want to say, when you kick like that, that when your kicker is not ready, he will fall on his ass, and it is the most painful thing in the world. Well, he goes he up. Charlie Brown that, he Charlie Brown that shit. He broke his arm. We see later he broke his arm. He's yeah, getting pulled off the arm. field with a broken arm, right? Like he's like, and he said it was worth it. He said it was perfectly worth it. He's so, like, thank you. Yeah, Shane. Shane. Um. Shane manages an audible. He runs. He gets it in the end zone. Touchdown. Game over. Nope. There was a flag on the play. I saw. Did you uh, see it? I saw the flag when they threw it. Yeah, like you can see it in a I frame. And I was like, Oh no, the flag! It's like no matter what. Like you knew that play was dead. Like as soon as you saw that flag at the beginning, I was like, No. So, so they do it again. They're like, All right, I got a play. Another and they ten yards, They're gonna yeah. do a pass to the tight end. They're gonna do a pass to the tight end. That's what they want. You know, gentlemen, it's been an honor on the field of battle with you. So they go in, give one it, final play. Like Johnny Favreau is like, give it to the, the guy end. who's going to prison. <laughs> Which they don't. Which they don't. That's the funny thing about this. I think what happened is this is an editing thing, and I pieced this together. Mm. I think they mixed up uh, huddle seats. 
I really, really do, which do is a detriment to, to the film. There's a no, they don't give it to him because he passes it to the tight end. See, before when when they were gonna do a play, they earlier they uh, he he, uh, he blows uh, out the, his knee. The tight end, yeah. He the tight end goes, you know, give it to me. Mm. Okay, we'll, we'll hook up. But they don't do that. I think in editing they accidentally switched. Hmm. Maybe for whatever reason they switch it because it's not in continuity with each other in terms of the plays. Now th- hold on, this is something you'll start to notice in sports films. Yeah. With editing, even the best ones, like Miracle. Miracle is an amazing one. Mighty Ducks 2. It, it, they're great sports films. They really are. There are editing continuity errors that you'll see for the sake of, of dramatic momentum. See, and, and man, you those, know, those, those I'll tell you right now, those always work on me. Like, I am, I am not one of those people that is sensitive to those types of things. Like, I know there are people out there that, like, can, yeah. like, pick up on those things. Like, you picked up on this one where, it, like, yeah, it goes to the deaf guy, right? Like, it's supposed to go to the deaf guy. Like, that's what it, or it ends up going to the deaf guy is what it, what it ends up yeah. going to, right? And it's just, yeah. like, it's like I, w- I honestly would have never noticed. I probably still won't notice it if I watch it again. Like, it's just I'm not really that – unless it's really, really badly edited. Like, I'm really not sensitive to that kind of stuff. Like, uh, close, close w- – I don't like shaky cam, close cut action scenes like Jason Bourne, but it doesn't ruin my immersion like it does some people, right? Like I can deal with as, it, but like I don't, I don't like it particularly. I prefer open as, action. As stuff. a sports fan, for me, mm-hmm. as especially football, football for me is number one. Always yeah. has. Been. Okay. There, are, there's also a little weird things in here, like how they play the game in terms of rules, and I'm like, yeah, come on, guys. Even I, I know. Yeah. It, wonky stuff i I know football a little better than baseball like baseball has got so many weird weird rules like it's like i don't even try to like like acknowledge them all i just kind of like play along with it but yeah football is like i did notice a couple of them but yeah yeah there there are a couple of things but you get over you get over that in the end and that's fine that's that's fine anyway uh but the point is in the end they get it to the tight end he he gets the ball touchdown game over they win it, and then there's a pointless voiceover in the end by Gene Hackman talking about these guys, and it's like, why? You didn't need to. He get, you know, uh, 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 Shane Falco gets the girl, and they won the game, and that's the end of it. That's the yeah. point. We don't go any further, you know. And they, they basically reiterates the fact that you know they won today, but tomorrow they don't have a job. There ain't nothing left. Like, what yeah, the if they hell, just man? if they ended it on the field, like like. Kind of like Major League, right? If they just ended it like yeah. Major League, like I just have ever them all of them celebrating on the field, I think that would might might have been a more solid ending, other than that. Yeah. But but I think if we get we're since we're at the end now, we should talk about it. So the replacements is our rotten movie this this yeah. week, and being my first time seeing this, how the fuck is this movie rotten? How like like I looked up a couple of the reviews, and all it said was cliche, and it's like I. It is. I, I, I will say that. I hate that as a critique. I'm going to say that right now, and it's out there in the world. I hate cliche as a critique. It's like you can you can not personally like cliche, but cliche is like that's the point of it. There's a reason for it. Things work. Stories work because like stories are told and retold. There is no such thing as an original story. Everything is Everything is something that came before it, and it just like – this I think is a great spin on it. This fun, it's enjoyable. I didn't, I wasn't bored. The great acting, great actors in it. Like I don't, sure it uses cliche. I don't see how that is a bad thing. I don't see why cliche is a bad thing. 
It's just my I, own thing. Yeah, I, I, I think some of it too is like the jokes they do. They're they they hit, but they're they're a little expected. I kind of yeah. get it. I I do. Now I enjoy it. I enjoy football. So I, I especially enjoy the action in between it, and I like all of these actors. I do. All of these guys gel well together. I like Gene Hackman. As, as, you know, Gene Hackman, there's something interesting about this with him, and we don't usually talk about it, costume design. Um, coaches on the sidelines, you see it with all the other coaches. They always wear the gear of their team, whether it's a polo, whether it's, it's, it's always, or something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the sw- the hoodie with, like, Bill Belichick. They wear the team gear. Yeah. Jimmy is different. Jimmy is from a different era of football that doesn't exist anymore. He's got hat. the very Tom Landry look. Yeah, with the hat, yeah. the suit. Like, um, there's another thing, too, a little thing with him that is really interesting. When we meet him at the very beginning of the film, the owner, uh, the owner, which this was his last film played by Jack Warden. Yeah. Jack Warden. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who Jack Warden is, he's he's kind of the guy that's always the old guy in films. He's <laughs> like the CEO or the owner's father or, you know, that's what he always is. Uh, I, and I love Jack Warden, actually, in this uh, as the owner. You don't get a lot of him, and he's not a bad guy. He's just he's kind of doing his job. But this was, I believe, his, uh, his final film, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of sad. I'm sad to hear. But, yeah, this was his final film. Uh, but no, when he hires him, or when he has him in his office, he's like, "You got a cigarette?" No, I gave up smoking. And then right before the final game, we see him smoking again. Oh, I didn't know, and I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a little thing. It's a little thing. Now, uh, uh, the, what I took this as when you talk about Jimmy McGinty and and this this coach, he's of a different breed. He keeps everything to his vest. Everything is methodical and thought out, which many coaches are methodical and thought out. But he doesn't let anything out. He becomes more like a wise sage. And so I think he was kind of, it was another habit that maybe he still had that he kept to himself. Yeah. And for that quiet moment before the stress, we see a little bit of that out. But otherwise, in the public and everything, you wouldn't have that because he has to stay calm. Mm-hmm. He has to stay cool and reserved. That's the way football coaches really were. Now, unlike, uh, uh, who is it, J- uh, Jim Harbaugh today? If you've ever <laughs> seen Jim Harbaugh, uh, he's the coach of the uh, uh, the Michigan's uh, Michigan uh, Wolverines. Okay. He was the 49ers coach before that, uh, and it was very often you would see him throwing a tantrum on the sideline. <laughs> he was pissed, but things didn't work. Now yeah. I loved it as a 49ers fan. Yeah. I loved this guy, but he's a guy that that held everything on his sleeve. You saw yeah. everything. Jimmy McGinty Different is not strategy. that way. And that, yeah. that costume of using that classic. Uh, uh, um, you know, classic Tom Landry look, or the Vince Lombardi look. That's that. That was a really nice touch for his character, and I love yeah. that. I wanted. I wanted to bring up one of the other assistant coaches because I love him as a character actor, and he is to me. He is always to be known as Discount Bobby De Niro. It's, it's Art Lafleur. He's <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. If you if you've seen this movie, you know who I'm talking about because he is exactly like like he's not he's not discounted in a bad way. It's just like man, like every time I see him, is like wait a second, am I sure Robert De Niro is in this movie? Like like he's he's a great actor and he shows up in a lot a lot of movies yeah. and he's he's funny as hell in this movie. There's great training sequences with him when the guys first show up to camp, and it's just like he's 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 a fun addition to this. Along with the you other, you know what uh, I love him in the most. Oh, go ahead. 
you know what I love him in the most? It's a guilty pleasure. Him as the tooth fairy in the Santa Claus too. <laughs> yes, he's great. That's what I thought. It's like every time I see like he shows up in a movie, it's like, wait, is Robert De Niro the tooth? No. Nope. <laughs> like like he does that. I swear he does it to make you like Robert De- <laughs> to like make people confuse Robert De Niro with them with those roles. Like it's a pr- it's a point yeah. a point of pride for him. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I understand what the what the what they're saying about about um, going going back to to the point of rottenness here. Mm-hmm. I understand, and yes, it is trite, but I think it hits. I do. I think you kind of know what you're getting. You're not going to be surprised here, and I think that's okay. So, you know, the reality is that sometimes you want a filet mignon, and sometimes you want a uh, you know a Big Mac. Well, There's nothing wrong think, with wanting a Big Mac sometimes. The other issue is like, does it taste good? Yeah, ma- is it enjoyable. Yeah. Major League follows kind of the same thing. Like the only difference yeah. is Major League came out 20 years before, 15, 20 years before. Like it's less cliche because it came out earlier. If replacements came out, if in a fictional world it could have come out before Major League, Major League would look cliche to it, right? If that was, if it was Major League came out now and it was a sports movie to come out in the 2000s, right? Like, like to me, it's like people use cliche. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. I'm, I'm not gonna complain, <laughs> complain about cliche too much more. You guys already know it, okay. but um. But yeah, I just I think that it is yes, it is a good movie that does what it needs to do, and I don't think there's any reason to fault it for that. And I think it's I think it's a worthy movie to rewatch and and have fun with. Like I'm definitely this is my first time watching it. Like I said, it's definitely not gonna be my last time watching it. It's gonna be a fun movie to throw in. Like it's not too heavy. Like it's like some sports movies go a little heavy, right? Like they're a little like Major League in this. They're not ones that are gonna like pull you down too too much with like. With, with some heavy stuff in, in, in player injuries or, or or stuff like that. It's 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 a fun time at the movies and you get to have a you get to have a jolt with sports. Yes. Yes. So while these films are fun, they're jovial, they remind us of sports that we don't really have a lot of going right now where it's changed. It's definitely a, a, a different time. Next week Next week, we're going to be looking at two films that were on your list for a change. <laughs> Where are we so going uh, uh, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about what we're in for next week? So I so just recently passed a, a anniversary for this movie, and I love this other movie. I saw it in theaters. Um, we're going to pair RoboCop, the, the classic Paul Verhoeven, Peter Weller uh, um Treatsy on uh, on police brutality in Detroit, and we're gonna pair that with, I think a a very hidden gem from recent memory. It's called Repo Men. It is a Jude Law, Forrest Whitaker joint. It is a um, it's kind of a sci-fi. It's in the same vein as in there are these artificial uh, organs, and these these guys work for a company who their job is if you don't pay for the organs, they're gonna take them back from you however they want they're gonna repo those organs and it's a it is in the vein of Verhoeven where it's bloody it's fun it's just kind of over the top and I think it came out in a time where people were a little little either over it or or just didn't understand what what the marketing was for it because like it always felt like it was an 80s gore movie to me like an 80s action gore movie to me and like that's the tone that they had struck with it and i think people just weren't hitting on it at the time and i think it's ripe for uh 
for a reawakening and a rewatch. I've never seen Repo Man. I've I've heard of it. I kind of know the premise from what you're mm-hmm. saying, uh, but I've never watched it. So I'm looking forward to that. And Robocop, man. <laughs> if you, I grew up in the '80s, so uh, in the early '90s, Robocop was everywhere. I had Robocop on the Game Boy. You know, <laughs> well, I that, you know, freeze dirt bag. Yeah, that's ass. that's kind of what killed Robocop. We can talk about that when we talk about Robocop. But yeah, the <laughs> like I don't know how that movie got like so marketed to kids that the television show had it like it had a kids uh, basically a kids television show robocop at one point uh, did you ever see the live action one cbs did in the 90s that's the one i was yeah sorry that it's like it's like a we'll kid talk. but it's a it's got oh. a kid in it like there's a kid there like it's not meant for it was a, there was an eight i remember an 80s cartoon i remember an 80s yeah. cartoon and then there was a 90s cbs hour-long yeah, uh, if you, drama yeah if you want to check out uh canceled too soon with william bibiani and whitney seibold they do talk about robocop the uh, the canceled robocop TV series, which is really good. So, yeah. So, Chris, thank you very much. And everybody, please join us next week for that. Like I keep saying, I'm only saying at the end because I don't like saying it. Like, comment, subscribe, whatever. If you don't tell us what to do, we're just going to keep doing what we want to do. Chris, any final words? Yeah, we love suggestions. suggestions. Any final words to close it out Uh, today? You know, enjoy yourselves. Please be safe. And as always, keep being awesome.